are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. You're cooking. You're so happy that you're going to Sri Lanka that you just have to cook, eh? Going to Lanka. Well, why don't we just share with our church here this morning possibly a bit about these spices and how ginger, garlic, onions, chili, curry, mustard seeds, fennel, chili, salt, all those kind of things. So tell us something about these spices, Nish. You're talking a little fast for me to translate. How about you say that in English? I am so excited, you know. <laughs> I'm so happy. But Nish, come on. Just tell the church something in English for me because you know what? I'm a little rusty on my Sinhalese. So in summary of this video, what would you like to tell them as we depart for Sri Lanka? Okay. Welcome to Sri Lanka. Our Christian life, like even with you guys, it's was been like the spices and the curries for me and our family actually. Without chilies, you know, obviously chili will be me, you know, like the mission. Like without chilies, for me, it's not his. You know, sometimes pasta last like chilies, so he might can be the chili. You know, some can be the curry powder, like the turmeric powder. You know, it's colorful and it can, you know, color our lives, color our curries. Like it's coloring like curries, it can color our life. Without that, you know, it can be ugly. Like even the curry powder, it's a mix of lots of stuff. Like all you guys have been really a blessing for our family, our mission. And without that curry powder, our curry wouldn't be even tasty, you know. The same way our mission wouldn't be successful without you guys. Your input, your prayers, your finances supported, and everything make our curry beautiful. You know, to enjoy, to love the curry. And more than that, you know, like can be final seed. You know, some people, you know, can be like, hidden treasures for us, you know, praying, like prayer warriors, intercessors, like there's lots of stuff, even can be salt, mm -hmm. like so without salt, you know, Bible even say without salt, nothing can be tasty, you know, like especially pastors and all the uh, board members and lots of people who prayed for us, being the salt for our life, thank you being the salt, and if you want to make the curry real yummy and tasty, you know, rasata, Lanka, we need also, if you really want to taste Sri Lankan, Try starting cooking or come to Sri Lanka. You will enjoy Sri Lanka. As a family, we invite you guys as mission teams, you know, or a short-term mission. Come to Sri Lanka and you will enjoy. Good morning. Yeah, it is. It is nice. It's like, yeah, that's, I didn't want to do that video, honestly, to be honest. But <laughs> it was like cutting, 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 cutting. Like every piece I tried to cut it, but... My wife wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, this is so weird. <laughs> like, we have shared in lots of churches, and I feel so nervous to share in our church for some reason. Like, we have been in all Alberta, BC, and, you know, Saskatchewan, and in, even in the other countries. But 
for some reason I feel like nervous. <laughs> like I'm sweating. Normally I sit there and complain, oh, it's cold, but today I'm really sweating. First time in Canada. <laughs> Anyways, this is our family. We are Kandangamas. My name is Nishanta Kandangama. Uh, I know you guys know me as Nish. My full name is Kandangama Gedara Nishanta Kandangama. So don't try that at home. Uh, and this is Christian Kandangama. And we have a little daughter, Anisha. She's somewhere in nursery or something. Yeah, I came to, actually, I came to uh, Canada 2009, April 1st. So it's going to be four and a half years, actually. We have been in Canada right now. So it's, it's, it has been nice. Yeah, four and a half years ago, um, Nish and I were in Sri Lanka. We were doing full-time ministry with kids and children and youth. And um, we said, you know what, I need you to come to Canada. He had never been yet. We had been married almost three years. And I said, we need to get to Canada. I want my family to have some time with us, get to know you a little more, all of that. And um, when we said, like, let's consider that, for me, going home to Canada was Prince George, B.C., where I was born and raised. I kind of lived all over B.C., but had never been out Alberta. But anyways, in the time we were in Sri Lanka, my parents had moved out to Pierce Land, Saskatchewan, of all places. And we, when we called them and said, yeah, we're considering on coming back to Canada, they're like, but you're coming here, right? And we're like, well, where is there? <laughs> where is Pierce Land? What would there be for us um, besides you, like work? And we just don't know what options there are. Well, Prince George would have been more comfortable. It would have been like where I could have shown Nish everything I knew, where I went to school, everything that was familiar. But um, I think underlying all that, God had a different plan in mind. And so we thought, you know, let's give our parents some time with us. I have three brothers and a sister. And um, so we ventured out this way, not really knowing what it would be. And um, I think really God had it in mind all the way along for us to be here. Because from the moment we got there, for um, us to rekindle with our family, then to um, find this church here in Cold Lake, um, we just had endless opportunities. And, you know, I was on staff for a while here at the church, as Pastor Lance mentioned, and just so many things. And I think we wouldn't even be standing here before you today saying that we're heading back to Sri Lanka, which was in our heart of hearts. From the day we entered Canada, we said, you know, this is temporary. This is not where we feel called. Um, but we will get back to Sri Lanka as soon as God opens the doors. And actually, this week I went to Bible study, and it talked about um, what is the promised land that God has for you. And it's different for everyone in this room. But for me, in my heart of hearts, it really is Sri Lanka, and it is for Nish as well. So we are really going to where God has promised us a hope in a future and where he's really going to um, develop us as a family. But, you know, without our time here in Canada, it also wouldn't be as successful in our journey. So we just want to talk about where we come from, how the process happened. And um, while we were going through this time in Canada, we approached the POC, said we want to be missionaries. Um, they received us and said, okay, you're global workers, and we are going to send you out to Sri Lanka, but there's some requirements. So we spent about a year fundraising and bringing awareness other, to other churches and, of course, our home church here. And um, so because of all that, the process of it, Tomorrow, we're departing at 10, 15 p.m. And, you know, every step of the way has been part of that journey. Like, no part is lesser than the other. And um, we had to raise almost $80,000 in order to go. And when we looked at that budget, we said, you know, no way. This is not possible. Um, how could we possibly be bold enough to share and, mm -hmm. and um, accept those kind of donations? 
But, you know, um, as we humbled ourselves and said, God, if this is what you want, you will allow um, the pieces all to come together. And he really opened many doors for us. So we've raised 86% of our needed budget. So we're not quite at 100%, but we got the permission to go. And um, we're re just rejoicing in that and believing for it to come to 100% so that we can fully operate in the ministry that we feel God's leading us in. And um, lastly there, um, we added a vehicle fund because we really needed something <coughs> for transportation when we get there. Sorry. Vehicles are very, very, very expensive. Like even to buy secondhand, like $30,000 that we placed there for a budget might get us a secondhand vehicle. So it's unlike here, that's very expensive. But God's been gracious. Um, we've seen funds come in in even those last few weeks for that vehicle. And we're about halfway or a little over halfway there with that vehicle budget so again we just thank god for his goodness you know when we lay um the plans that we felt we had in our heart down at his feet he really fulfills it and um we're, we're just rejoicing in that amen yeah like kristen said why sri lanka for us it's, it's like you know like why not canada why not somewhere else but when god called us to do something we need to obey like like i said in the first service like no, Christian, correct me, actually, love, because I was born and brought up in a Buddhist family, but I became a born-again Christian, you know, going to Sunday school, you know, like doing things with church and all. So I'm so glad I did that today. Like I said, I was born in a city called Candy. It's, it's a nice city, Candy. The name is Candy. So anyways, like I was born and brought up in a Buddhist family and grew up, you know, like it, seeing poverty, seeing lots of things happening and like... You know, like, my main target was actually as a kid, wanted to speak English. I was like, was kind of my ultimate goal, you know. You know, I wanted to speak because I have seen lots of, you know, like, rich kids speak English everywhere, you know, like, like my family doesn't speak English except few brothers, you know. Parents can speak little, but they're shy. They never even say a word. So, anyways, that was my goal to learn English. So, one day I decided, you know, like, I am going for my goal. So there was a family in our village who spoke English uh, very well. They were both English teachers. And I, did I decided to go and, you know, like, go to their house and learn. And, you know, like, I was next to our neighbors, you know, like, our house. So I decided to go there and learn with them. So they took me, like, slowly. And for some reason, they moved from our town. So I was like, I'll go with them, you know. That's the best thing I can do to learn. So I went with them. To make my story short, uh, after a few months, because I'm away from my village, I became a slave there. You know, like, I had to look after their kids. I had to stop my school. And they had, a, they had one kid, actually. Uh, he's, we saw last year, he's like over six foot. And we were carrying my sister's uh, daughter. And he's like, is that your kid? I was like, no. Oh, thank God, because if it was your kid, I wanted to carry him because I know how you fed me, how you put me to sleep. Because I raised him from like one and a half years till, you know, like when I left. So anyways, like I went there and, you know, like all the bad thing happens, you know, like they didn't let me eat anything much. They put me outside to sleep and, you know, like it's crazy. It's, it's, it, it was a crazy journey, but. I was there for four years. I was a little stubborn, so I was there for over four years. I went, like, when I was grade seven, eight, I went to that house, and till I was 16, I was in that house, you know, like, 
struggling with this stuff and I had enough finally. I mean, I, I don't know. For some reason, I knew God, but I was so, you know, like, so had enough and I went outside one night. I still remember it was nice moon and went to the garbage. There was like garbage pit near a jackfruit tree and a coconut tree and I sat down and I started crying. I was like weeping, you know, like never before. Like, blaming God for doing this to me, you know, like, why me? outside sleeping with mosquitoes, you know, like, no food, beating, you know, like, you name it, it's everything all there. But when I was crying and crying, I heard this voice. I know lots of people, because we are Christian, we have heard God's voice. And believe me, I was 16, I heard God's voice, you know, like saying, Janaka, that was my name, actually, my home name, that's what my family called me. I was like, who's calling my name? And I was like, Janaka, do not have the bitterness for this family. I was like, right, you know, like, they're doing this, and you know, like, they're doing this stuff for me, and how can I not bitter, you know, bitter, have bitterness for them? I can't, how can I not hate this family? But God kept telling me, you know, like, do not have the bitterness, because I am training you for something to serve kind of like these kids, you know, like, who doesn't have food? Who doesn't have a shelter, you know? God was like, I am training you for this. I was like, yeah, but, you know, when you're mad, you, you don't want to listen. So I was, like, fighting with God, and... I remember I cried whole night and finally I decided to call my home and I called my dad and he didn't know anything. I remember he's coming with the bicycle, you know, like driving and he took me home and went home, finished my studies, you know, like we have the British system still, finished all levels, passed all levels, A levels and selected to university. Like I said, being selected to university is a big thing. It's not like you choose to go to university like here. It has to be selected to go to university. And you have an exam just before university too, and you have to pass that. So I, I passed that for fine arts and all, but God kept calling me, you know. I didn't call to study. I called you to do some work for me, you know, to ministry. And by the way, like when we went last time, we saw this family actually. I didn't share in the first, like, her. for, it's bad. It's, it's the saddest thing. Her wife left the family and kids everywhere, but we, we found out that husband was in the hospital, like almost dying. So I felt bad, nobody visiting him because everybody hated this family. So we both went and every day we started cooking breakfast to this guy. And we went, he's a policeman. He's like, you know, like a tough policeman. And we went and he started weeping in the hospital and asking forgiveness, you know, like for what he did. I was like, I forgive you already. That's why we bring lunch, we bring, and we, we like, almost I, every day I went taking breakfast to this family. Because, you know, like, the love of Jesus, I, I didn't, you know, like, I didn't hate that family. Anyways, like, when I finished my education, I wanted to, you know, I love to learn. I wanted to learn English and all, but God kept asking me to, you know, like, that's what not I called you for. I wanted you to work for kids, you know, for kids who have, the, like, haven't even know Jesus like you, you know, like, haven't seen light, like, here you go, you know, like, everywhere, we, we, we hear about Jesus everywhere, we know the light, you know, believe me not, in Sri Lanka, some places, they haven't even seen the light of Jesus, that's much, you know, like, kids going through many things, so God called me to do that, so I talked to my pastor right away, and I said, you know, this is not what God's asking me to do, I wanted to fulfill his dream, you know, the calling I have, so, He's like, yeah, it's God's call. So he called a few places and, you know, uh, then he 
sent me to Nepal to do a school, PCY, Principles of Children and Youth Ministry. I studied there, finished my school, came to India as a missionary for five, over five years, actually. And I, amazingly, you know, like, I was able to relate it to kids because I worked with street kids, HIV-positive kids there, and, you know, like, all those kids who are on the streets and everywhere, and I was with them. I was sitting with them, and, you know, like, they were surprised to see I'm coming and sitting with them and eating with them. I told them, you know, I have experienced that, I, and I, I found joy in Jesus, and I know he's my friend. So I was ex able to explain to them about Jesus, and, you know, like, I see, like, my spiritual mom still send me pictures, you know, like, those small kids, now they're working in those shelters in India. Anyways, like, came to India for, as a missionary, and I came back home, worked, you know, as children, uh, children and youth, minister in Sri Lanka for a while and that was our half story and on the way I met Kristen that was the next part of my life yeah so um, obviously I ended up in Sri Lanka um, my grandfather had was a pastor in BC who did missions uh, trips very frequently and it happened to be to Sri Lanka and he decided that he was going to take a group of youth um, to Sri Lanka. And I had been really seeking the Lord at this time in my life. I had just graduated from high school and I was like, God, what do you have for me? College, career, what do you want? And I heard about this missions trip and I was just like, I don't know if I could do it, but I think I'm going to say yes. And God, if I'm willing, please take me there, provide for everything. And so I committed to a four-week um, missions trip in Sri Lanka. And I got there, and it was just the strangest place I had ever been. Like, culture, weather, everything was so different from Canada. It was the shock of my life. Um, I even remember in my first week or two, I said, you know what, this is a great experience. You know, God is good, and, you know, he's doing good things here. But I don't think this is for me, and I don't think I'll ever come back. And... Um, <laughs> And, you know, I said those words. I said them out loud. And people witnessed me say that. And at the our last week um, in Sri Lanka, we ended up doing a street kids camp way up in the hills. Um, didn't even have showers or any facilities. It was just really rough. And we were working with kids that were running away from the camp. We were searching for them. They were really hard to handle. And, again, the language barrier, like we were there to help them cut things, but we couldn't communicate much. And I was just like, I feel almost useless. Like, you know, what good am I here? The locals um, can probably do better. But um, there was one night, there was a girl um, left under 10, and she was just weeping. And we were having a time of worship. And she was weeping, and I just picked her up in my arms, and I just was like, God, I can't do anything for her. I don't even know her hurts, her pain. Um, but you do, so please use me. And I just, I, I remember singing over her and just playing peace over her. And she just um, had this rest come upon her that I had never experienced in my life. I just felt strongly the Holy Spirit presence there. And I was just, God was like, Kristen, if you're willing, I can use you to touch these lives. And I just immediately had a love for them that I never thought I could even have within me for people I didn't know, a language I didn't know. And um, I left that country thinking, I hope I get back there one day. And so I pursued it. I went back a second time. Um, got introduced to Nish, but again, I remember just shaking his hand, and we were at children's camps together. He was doing ministry. I was there, so we were just acquaintances at that time, but I decided to go for a year um, shortly after that myself because I just was like, you know what? God is confirming in my heart that Sri Lanka is going to be a part of my future. I don't know how that looks right now, but I'm going to go and seek it, 
and I got involved in ministry. Um, tsunami happened during that time, so I was heavily involved in the relief efforts of tsunami. I witnessed a lot of firsthand things. It was, you know, something I had never dealt with, but I was able to lend a hand. And the whole time, God was just promising things all the way through that, you know, just remain in me and I will work through you. And it was in that time where I met Nish. We got to know one another. We saw each other's hearts and what we longed for, um, ministry and personally and all those things. And I was just like, God, I think this is the one for me. And um, we just pursued it with prayer. And, you know, my family, of course, as we told them, that I had possibly met the man of my dreams. It was a little bit shocking, and they were a little concerned, like, oh, no, this is making things even more permanent. But, um, you know, we just, we knew, I, and I had confidence the entire time that the Lord was at work in that, and it was just going to cement things for us further and further. Um, so then I came back to Canada, and we were in this relationship, and I tried to get him to Canada because I was like, my family has to meet him. They need to get to know him so that they know how I feel and what he's all about and that they can be confident in him. Um, but the doors kept closing. Every time we tried a visa option, the doors kept closing for him to come to Canada, and we were just like, why, God? And I remember telling my parents, like, this is the future I want. And they were just like, well, if we could have him here and have a wedding, then we can send you off. That's great, but... You know, it came down to a big decision in our life. And I, you know, I just want to honor my mom and dad today for making the best decision that they could have ever made and releasing me. You know, I, they raised me right. I have a wonderful godly heritage um, that's there. And, you know, I remember my dad saying, you know, he's like, I have confidence in God to release you. Um, is basically what he said. He's like, I don't personally want to because of my own selfish desires, but um, because of God, and I, I know that for, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, is really a scripture that we held close to during that time and just being like, I know your purpose is for Sri Lanka, that that really is your promised land, and, you know, they've given us the blessing for that, and, you know, that was honorable because he hadn't even met Nish, <laughs> and he basically was like, you can go marry that guy, <laughs> And um, my mom had come over with me once, and my dad was supposed to come, but because of work reasons, um, he wasn't able to. But she was there when Nish proposed to me and all those things. So they were just little gifts along the way. And But it was just amazing to see the peace of God that passes all understanding was in those all situations. And um, that's where our journey really began together. And really, we're taking new steps um, you know, we've spent four and a half years here in Canada. It's been great. We've enjoyed every moment we've spent with my family. And we're going to miss them terribly. But at the flip side, we're going to Nish's family. And that's a blessing for us, too. And, um, you know, we had our daughter here in Canada. She was a gift to us. And I know it's going to be harder for them to release a grandchild, too. So, But I think God gives us all that we need to sustain us in times of sorrow and sadness and you know we're just excited for what's ahead in all that i just wanted to share this bible was actually uh, for god's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn you know when god call us it's you can run away from that like you know doesn't matter you might be like running away from for money you running for you know girlfriend boyfriend but whatever or you are enough and you're running away but he is not going to let you go. That's what happened to me, you know. I have run away, for a, ran away, you know, many times. But he will pull from your ears and bring you back. And you're like, 
This is what I call for you. So this, this word has stuck in my heart, you know, like, that's what God has called for me. Like, yeah. And this is the children's center we, uh, we, we showed this picture, but this is the children's center we are building right now. Uh, even the land, it's a blessing, you know, like, buying a land in Sri Lanka, it's like a, having a one acre of land, it's a big thing. Like, before I came to Canada, I was like, I never seen, you know, except tea estates. Some people own like four, five acres of tea estates. But when I came to Canada, I asked people, so you, how much land you have? You know, like 167 acres or two quarters or what? What is a quarter, you know? Like, or two, two sections? Like, realize like 150 acres some people have, you know? Like, but to own a land in Sri Lanka, it's a big thing. Because Sri Lanka is, like we said, it's double the size of Vancouver Island. And we have over 20 million people. You know, like, Candy has one point, some two million people. And my village, almost like 5,000 to 10,000 people. And they're all my relatives, so, <laughs> you know, my neighbors. They're all, like, honestly, they're like, that's your auntie, that's your uncle, you know? Oh, that's dad's, dad's, dad's uncle, you know? Like, anyway, all, all relatives, believe me or not, like, it's, anyways, like, it's lots of people, lots, you know, like, and we bought this land and we started building the center last, actually when we went last time and we laid our foundation and we have lots to do, but it's a blessing, like, it's, it's a miracle even though we, the way we got this land and the way we uh, did things. It really is a promise um, <clears throat> for us of what's to come. So our vision, you know, we've been praying and asking God, what do you have us to do? And, you know, there's so many unknowns. There's so many question marks in our mind of what ministry is going to look at. But all we can do is put our dreams forward, um, give them to God and say, now you do the rest. But our vision really is to establish and oversee a ministry center focusing upon children and youth as a focal point for reaching into the community with the life-changing message of Jesus. So Sri Lanka is 70% Buddhism. The rest are mainly Muslim and Hindu, and a small, small percentage has heard the gospel and are faith-filled believers. Um, there is a church in Nisha's home village, so we're so excited that the seeds have been sowed. There's already a ministry established, but there's much to do. Um, and we want to really particularly, where God's laid on our heart, is the children. You know, they're the hope and the future for Sri Lanka. They're the ones that are going to go out, um, even from the nation of Sri Lanka, and be future missionaries, just like Nish. You know, he came from there. He can relate, and, you know, he can rejoice today of what God's called him out of. So we see that in the lives of many as potential. Yeah, some some things we did back, actually, I just want to, because it's kind of our last day in Canada, so... We were just thinking, like, to share something. These are the, some things we did with kids, like, fun stuff. You know, it's, like, fun because was one reason is because they haven't experienced lots of joy in their heart. They have been through 30 years of war, you know? Like, it's, it's not like peace talk, you know? You talk from this, it's like face-to-face -face war and hit by tsunami, you know? Like, I have kind of bodies all over. Like, wartime, even I was chatting, like, when... When we were home, like somebody bombed our house one day, and my dad was outside, and he just actually came from grandparents, and he was just entering the house, and somebody just threw a granite, and luckily it hit a tree, because God is with us, you know, like He's always with protecting us. It hit the tree and fell back in the drain, and I was in the upstairs and ran down. I knew Dad was like couldn't even hear, but he was safe, you know, like that much God protecting us. I have seen lots like that. So lots of kids like that, you know, they haven't even like seen a computer, some kids, you know, like something like that, you know, like 
you know, family is broken and like it's so fun to see those kids enjoying. So that's why we want to bring the joy. And we took them outreaches like, like one bus, that's a bus ride, no seat belts or anything. But we took on uh, outreaches like 60 kids sometimes, me and Kristen. Parents trust us. And, you know, we take in the morning 60 kids, go to villages, do puppet ministry, do lots of shows, you know, like give gospel. And in the night we bring them like 10 sometimes. And parents are standing on the road and waiting for their kids. Like nobody, me and Kristen or one person, maybe my brother, like that much they trust. And Kristen teaching English. Like we started teaching English for kids because, you know, that's what we wanted to see. And we work with teams. But these are just the, you know, like the normal thing we wanted to do. But what we wanted to do is bring Jesus into their life to experience real friendship, you know, like uh, to find the real friends, that the joy they lost in their life. That's what we wanted to do. Yeah. You know, when you really meet a practical need and you share the love of Jesus by just your actions, really our actions speak louder than words and they'll begin to question more. So it's all about bringing hope and the love of Jesus to the children. Uh, there's a picture there of a family of kids. Um, they were attending our children's club and the Sunday school in the church. Their mom was coming faithfully to church. And these little kids were just so fun to have around. Like they played in our dramas and all sorts of things. Um, but their circumstances in their family life began to change. Um, and their mother felt the need that she needed to go to another country to work to provide more financially for her family. But what she didn't realize is she was really leaving her children, her three children, with an alcoholic father. And, um, you know, she was just doing what she felt was best, but when we looked at it, we were just like, this doesn't look very good. And the children, you know, slowly began to dwindle from Sunday school, from the club, from any activities. They actually ended up even dropping out of school because they were so consumed with taking on the responsibilities of the home because the their father wasn't home. available. The little girl cooked the meals. The, the older boy had to oversee the, chil the two younger. And, you know, we just, things like that just wrenched our heart to be like, these children are losing their lives, their childhood in all of this because of their circumstances, the destitution and all of that. You know, we've seen even young girls married off at a young age because the families just see it as a better situation for them that they'll be taken care of, whether it's through finances or just practical things. And, you know, in some ways it's like, well, I guess they know no better because they're just doing the best that they can. But it's like if they could grasp the fact that they could hang on to the hope of Jesus, that he will provide for them, care for their needs, and meet them where they're at and just they can put their complete trust in them and not trying to rely on their own, that that is the message we need to bring forth to them. And through the young lives we impact, we hope that we can impact their families as well. Yeah, uh, this one actually. I like this Bible verse because I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the light. That's, that's what, you know, God, God wants to see. He wants to see kids walking in his light. And this young Young two guys, actually, with the black and white. And actually, by the way, that's my brother and sister. They are the pastors of that church. And the young guy with black and white shirt, he used to be a, a Sunday school teacher for, you know, Buddhist temple. He had like 30 kids under him, and he brought them all to our Sunday, uh, children club we had. And now he's kind of the assistant pastor. He went to Bible college, and now he's helping church, working, and house visiting. And they started actually two new house churches uh, and far away that they can come like this guy went and did and the other guy used to be one of the shyest kid ever he wouldn't even 
you think I am shy? Yeah. Meet him. He used to even not talk a word. You know, like he was the shy. But when it started coming to Sunday school, I mean the children club Sunday school, and we prayed with him, and one day Holy Spirit touched him actually in a conf- seminar, in the DTS seminar, and he broke down and like started doing things, and he wanted to become a worship leader, and he's a very good worship leader today. He, he took his guitar, and now he's amazing, actually. He went to school in India and finished his worship school and came back. See, he's doing, like, creative worship. He's doing, like, seminars. Like, I can't believe, like, last month he started, like, doing seminars and all over, like, for whole churches, like, big churches, his goals, and, like, he does, you know, all kind of creative worship. And this is the kid who came to our club so shy, but Jesus touched him, you know. Jesus gave him the life, that the joy he needed. And now he's not, you know, like, sh- he's not shamed for anything. He's not shy for anything. Like, these are the kids, you know, like, we, we wanted to bring up in Jesus. So um, we do depart on Monday, and we have committed with the POC that we will be over there for a two-year term. Now, our hope, as long as, you know, God can do continues to provide in every way that will make it our long term um, in Sri Lanka for the full um, whatever God asks us to do basically. Um, Upon arrival um, we are going to be meeting with our other global workers. There's four other families besides us serving in the nation of Sri Lanka so we're meeting with them to kind of get updated on the ministry and what's happening and we'll be partnering with them throughout our two years there and it's just awesome to see there's different ministries taking place Bible colleges being taught at um, other children's ministries going on all around the nation and we'll be connecting with them Um, where we'll be situated is in the city of Kandy it's where Anish was born and raised and grew up um, and where we did ministry prior to being here so that's kind of our plan and um, upon arrival, we've got a wedding and a funeral and all those kind of things to go to. So we're just going full head on. But, you know, Sri Lanka is not an easy country to uh, minister in. They've been through war. They've seen things like tsunami, many devastations. But at the same time, the Buddhist religion has got such a stronghold on that nation. And it's so embedded in their culture that it's really hard to even give the gospel. Like for us, we've said Christmas time is really the best time. That's really when we can only freely um, give the gospel without any hesitation. Um, We've seen churches being closed because the Buddhists are not happy. They don't want to see what's taking place there ministry-wise. And so they've discouraged it and they've closed doors. And we're seeing court cases happening in Sri Lanka over the fact that um, constitution in Sri Lanka says that everybody's free of religion. You can practice what you what you like, but they're basically disobeying that. And I know people have said Buddhism, it seems like a peacekeeping thing, but we've seen violence um, from Buddhist uh, monks to even priests or pastors and all of that. And it's just, it's not an easy time. You know, we have some even local Sri Lankans here in town that we've befriended, and they're kind of like, you're going to Sri Lanka at a time like this with the politic issues and all the things that are taking place. But, you know, we're like, we're going trusting the Lord that he's going to cover us with his protection. And, and we're not going with fear and trembling, with, but with boldness. So, you know, remain in prayer over all these things and the unknown. And um, just that last scripture, 828, and we know that all things work to good uh, through things God works through for good for those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So we're just believing that this is what the Lord has and that it's his timing, and we've put our trust in that. Yeah, just yeah, sorry. keep us in prayer. You know, like 
when we got married, you know, like we decided to walk in that, you know, together. Like, like I said last time, you know, like last service, I said like Christian's family was not there for our wedding, but they sent lots of emails. You know, like our service was over three hours because they were trying to read email. I was telling like one of my, I can't forget my dad's email because his one was like, take care of my sweet pea, otherwise I'm coming <laughs> with the, you know, not with the gun, I'm just saying, but that's what he told me. That's, you know, it's, that's what he told me. So I, I can't forget that and I'm looking after my family. Anyways, yeah, thank you so much guys for praying for us, being with us and it has been my family here, you know, family away from family. Amen. Well, I understand your shyness. I'm a shy guy myself. And um, so we just want to, we want to really be able to send this family off with a blessing. And uh, since they're going to be working with children, we thought how appropriate uh, for the kids to be able to come and speak a blessing over them. And then we'll pray a send off over them and then release them. Amen. So come on in, kids. I'm going to get you guys to step up a little bit away from your computer there. And. Um, Let's welcome the kids. I don't know if there was less time in the service, but somehow it just flew by and we're just like, oh, we got to come, wow. <laughs> it's like, wow, surprise, surprise. So this service we did the same as last service. We, um, instead of the kids just randomly praying, they got into groups and they decided and they, and they thought about and they asked the Lord, who does God say they are? What's their identity? Just so that they can be reminded about what their identity is. And also, what does God want for them on their journey to Sri Lanka? And so they wrote a blessing for you. And um, Jessica is going to come up and be courageous. Strong and courageous. She's going to read the blessing to you. Are you ready? Yeah, come down. We need to, we gotta start by the kids. If you look at them, I just turn to them. Just ignore ignore all those people. Show them. <laughs> We bless you. We bless you to have a safe trip to Sri Lanka. God says that you are his children and that he creates you to be who you are. He will stay with you. And never leave you. We bless you to have a nice place to live and to sleep. We bless you to know your Bible. We, we bless you with God's protection and his love. We bless you to have food to eat, clean water to drink. We bless you to be accepted 
and to remember that God is everywhere. We bless you to follow God in Sri Lanka. And we will continue to pray for you from us kids. So the kids are really excited for you guys. They're excited to hear that you're going. Those, are, those that really know you, they're like, yeah. And then I said they're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> so we just bless you on your trip. We bless you to be bold, to speak his word. Today we learned that Jesus is I am, as it says in John 8, 58. And we just bless you to take that message of who Jesus really is, who he truly is, to, uh, to those in Sri Lanka. And that, and that you will be blessed while you're there. Amen. So we're going to just uh, pray a blessing over them. You know, if, if uh, you know, are good friends with Kristen and Nish, then we just encourage you to come on up and lay hands on them. Why don't you kids come on up and lay hands all over these guys? And uh, we're just going to love on them. Amen? So, Father, we thank you so much for this couple. And, Lord, we know that they're going to a land, Father God, that is not, not safe, Lord Jesus, to talk about you. But, Father God, we know that you will be their protection. Your word says that you are our rock, you are our fortress, you are our strength in times of trouble, God, and we just worship you, Lord. So, Father God, would you just uh, totally embrace them with your presence? Would you go before them? Would you stand beside them? Would you go behind them, Lord Jesus? God, would you open up doors that have been closed in the past, Father God? Lord Jesus, that the, 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 the different red tape things that they've shared in, in the past that have been slammed shut, Father God, would you just open them now with your favor? For God, we are believing that you are calling them, God, and when you're calling them, Father God, you are going to pay the bill. So God, we just uh, worship you, and we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Lord, we just pray that favor of God would be a shield around them. Lord, any plans of the enemy, Lord, would be turned into blessings because it lands on your favor, God. And we do agree together that you would open the doors. Kristen and Nish, I just feel God saying that no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. He's gone before you. He's already there. He knows tomorrow. And uh, Psalms chapter 1 says, but blessed is he whose delight is in the Lord and the law of the Lord who meditates day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaves never wither, whatever they do prospers. And we claim that for you guys. Whatever you, whatever you set your hand to, the golden touch, because your father owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. He's the owner of all the gold. So we bless you, and we bless uh, Anisha. We know that it's not just your calling. God's got a calling on her life. She is in the absolute best place she can be. And we're going to pray over her. We're going to pray her mom has patience. <laughs> and uh, just to be able to release her in all that God has. We just love you guys so much. I think one of the, one of the kids have a card to present to you guys. Amen. You know, in the um, in the fr uh, we were talking that uh, that uh, they have a a uh, car that they're believing the Lord for, 
and uh, cars are really expensive there. They were $30,000, and um, that's for one that you wouldn't really expect uh, to be $30,000. It's for a used car, and uh, because of all the import taxes and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, we found out that uh, they, they've raised about 20000 uh, towards that car, and as you guys are going off, we just want to give you guys a gift of $15,000 to make sure that that car is yours, and we love you guys, and we bless you guys. Amen? Now, you know, in the first service when we did that, Kristen was kind of crying and stuff. And, and I said, you know what, you, you got to fake it. You know, like you guys are important too. And, and, you know, but that's the thing when you have two services, they know it's coming, that it's not even a surprise anymore. So, you know, live for this service, we have another $15,000 because we wanted to buy that car for you guys. And uh, now that it's covered and, uh, and you guys are short on your budget a little bit, we just know that it's covered in Jesus' name. So here's another 15000 Bless you guys. We believe in you guys. We're going to be praying for you guys. And we're so excited for you guys. Amen? Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make sure you say hi to these guys and, and pray for them and bless them. If you'd like to make a donation to Sri Lanka, then you can go do so at the back. We're going to be supporting them monthly, and they're looking for monthly donors to be able to come alongside. And that would be absolutely fantastic. Amen? Amen. God bless. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Holy Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.